Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. We specialize in author interviews, audiobook and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our Boom Bang, Oh My Gosh, Wow podcast, which you will find along with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com. Right now, I'm thrilled to share an author with you. He is Mark Kenneth. Mark has always had a deep fascination with the paranormal. Having been the witness to strange and supernatural events since the tender age of six, he has dedicated his writing to explore these odd occurrences and sharing his experiences. After suffering through harrowing sexual abuse at a young age, he uses his stories as a therapeutic outlet to share his passion for the supernatural while healing from the past. Mark hopes to inspire and entertain his readers offering them a profound glimpse into the unseen world of ghosts and spirits, beginning with his book titled Dream Recurring. He channels his past trauma as a unique way to express himself, practice forgiveness, grow, and let go of the pain. And when he's not writing, he enjoys spending time as an amateur photographer, practicing Reiki, and working in his job in the aviation industry. He also hopes to turn his novel into a screenplay, Mark was born in Seattle, Washington, where he spent most of his childhood. His teenage years and young adult life were in England, and currently he resides in Washington State with the love of his life, Lisa, and their dogs. And I am so looking forward to our conversation. Welcome to the network, Mark. Thank you, Pat. That was a nice intro. Thank you. Well, I had nothing to do with it. You did all of that. Yeah. (laughs) How's that? Well, listen, we mentioned this briefly before we got on, but I just have to mention it again. This interview has been a long time coming. We have talked about this for several years, so I am just so happy that it finally happened. Yeah, we've had, uh, uh, yes, this has been a journey. <laughs> so like that. <laughs> well, and then we throw a couple of pandemic years into it and, you know, who knows what else. So anyway, we're here and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I want to touch briefly at the the beginning of the um, intro. I said that you were witness to strange and supernatural events since the tender age of six. Before we get into your books, can you just share a little bit about that? Yeah, the first experience I actually had uh, was at my grandma and grandpa's. You know, my sister and I were going to bed at the time. I look outside the window and I can see red eyes peering back at me and the and this has a, it's part of a, sh- a head that is large, uh, taking up almost the entire window frame. And I scream, and I'm pointing at it, and I'm practically crying as I'm looking at this thing. And uh, my par- my grandparents are panicking. What's going on? What's going on? And I'm pointing to the thing outside the window. There's nothing there, Mark. There's nothing there. And I'm, I'm going, no, there's something there. There's something there. And then I turn around and I look, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, that was my first uh, ghostly encounter. Uh, I don't know what it was uh, to this day, but it kind of introduced me to um, what was to follow, shall we say. <laughs> Okay, so there were other events after that. A lot of 
Yes, I've had <clears throat> about uh, I've had hundreds of events. I I kind of look at myself as a paranormal experiencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some years there's something happening almost every day. Uh, some years it's once a month, and some years it's uh, hardly anything. Uh, now at this point, it's if something happens, it's uh, present in the home, and it's just passing through. And I'll, you know, hey, how's it going? Right, good. It's <laughs> 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 <See> you later. <laughs> so uh, it's yeah, but. But in the early phases, especially in my teenage years, um, things got a little crazy as well. Mm-hmm. Do you welcome that? I do now. Um, and they, you know, it really depends on it depended on my my focus, where what I who I was at the time, I think, and who I am now, and the reasons why I was having the experiences back then and the reasons why I'm having the experiences now um, I think have a lot to do with where uh, I am in life mm-hmm. uh, you know so yeah. back then I was I you know was more of a um, I want to say in fear yes. uh, and but willing to explore the unknown and afraid to do so at the same time, mm-hmm. but I still challenge myself. Mm-hmm. So you get kickback when things like that happen, and 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 I did, and but now uh, because of where I've grown from a spiritual perspective and everything like this, and what I view. Um, on the other side, etc. It has changed to, uh, oh, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's something in the corner. Whoa, wait a minute. I, ju- I think I just saw something. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say this. There's a head peeking around the corner, <laughs> keeps peeking around the corner, and oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so it's a lot different now, and I... I think I can handle it a lot better now. <laughs> so, what about your wife and dogs? Do the dogs pick up on anything? They, interestingly, they uh, they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing. I'm getting into qigong as an exercise now, as a part of my daily routine. And the first introduction to to that was. Uh, doing a exercise to just kind of increase my my power I wanted to kind of wake myself up sort of thing and there's an exercise you can do in Qigong that helps you you know get gather your strength right well one of my dogs came down and she was barking I was in the living room when I was doing the exercises and she came down, and she was barking and barking and barking. But she was on the floor, and it was like she was barking to something outside. And she just kept barking and barking. I did the exercises. She continued to bark all while I'm doing the exercises. 
I left. I went upstairs. She's still barking <laughs> there. Didn't really move from the area that she was in. And I had to actually come down and uh, I had to neutralize the energy in the room before she actually stopped bark- barking. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of, yeah, stuff like that can happen. I find it very fascinating um, for many reasons. I also myself do Qigong, and I I became a certified Reiki master, but specializing in cats, and you want to talk about unusual, uh, mysterious creatures. So that's why I'm asking some of these questions. I just find it fascinating. So obviously, all of this colors how you write and how you create. So let's talk about your first book, Dream Recurring. Yeah, give us a peek. Okay, so that came about because back in the 90s, I was in the film industry for like three and a half years, uh, and I wrote, eventually I wrote a uh, screenplay, a short, uh, it was about a 15-minute movie, uh, and it was called The Dream. And it was a, based on a recurring dream, and I wanted to play with... Uh, you know, a theme of, you know, touch on what might be happening and everything like this. Is it, you know, uh, an NDE that this person is happening, having, or is this out-of-body experience, or what was going on? And I let my friends read it, uh, and they all loved it. They all actually had different experiences. Uh, takes on the short they were all fascinated and well blown away wow 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 and then i let a uh, producer read it and he was blown away and he said um if you can make this a full-length feature you have your money and uh i laughed and he goes no mark seriously if you can make this a full-length feature you have your money mm. like this <laughs> and uh i was like Whoa. <laughs> so, so then I tried, and uh, I was like, I was, how the heck do I take 15 minutes and turn it into two hours, mm-hmm. right? It's, I, can't, I can't do that with the frame that worked that I had it set up. But then I thought, oh, whoa, I know, a novel. Then I can reverse engineer it, mm-hmm. right? So... That's how Dream Recurring came about. Um, it is actually designed as a uh, novel that can easily be reverse engineered into a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very much like you're watching the movie itself when you're reading the book. Oh, wow. And where are you in that uh, process? So that then kind of grew to include um, two more novels uh, and uh, a, I put it under a series title uh, called uh, Island River Tales. And the second novel, which I'm currently writing, that all my, all my novels have, you'll find, will have 13 chapters in it. Uh, so, I'm currently at the 11th chapter 
in my first draft of my second novel right now, which I started back in 2017 and had to pause for various reasons. Um, and we could get into that later. Uh, but I am back with it. Um, I'm at the 11th chapter. I have three more chapters to go, 11, 12, and 13, and then I can start the editing process. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting excited with that. That's called Darkness Fell, and that's a continuation. Uh, not where the uh, initial story leaves off, but like about a year later. Uh, so it then picks up again. <clears throat> but then in amongst all of this, uh, I uh, had the thought of producing a short story that was like a prequel of sorts to Dream Recurring to uh, kind of introduce the style of and the atmosphere and what sort of thing to expect with the series. And that is Silent Church. And so that is, it's set to a specific price of 99 cents. Um, it's in the unlimited, Kindle Unlimited library. It's meant to be something that people can sample and try out and see if they like, you know, this style. Do they think this is something that I'm going to want to go further in? And uh, I think it does a, a fairly good job of that. And uh, then Dream Recurring comes along, and then Darkness Fell, and, and then finally the third book will, will be here after that. So. Oh. So there you go. You've got it all figured out. And that's kind of interesting to create that little teaser for 99 cents Silent Church to pop that in in front of Dream Recurring to just set the stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what it's there for is to set the stage. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, your cover, Dream Recurring cover is fabulous. Talk about that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've had mixed reactions to that. <laughs> um, well, uh, the initial cover, uh, I worked with a uh, graphic designer, and <clears throat> what you actually see there is a, the background is a forest with uh, the sun coming through on a foggy morning, and the moon, and both of those are uh, my own photography. I actually took those shots and blended it in to create one one photo, um, and then I gave that to my graphic designer, and we came up. And then I also uh, brought in a uh, got. I have the rights to the house that's visible in there, and I have the rights to the face, and I have the rights to the eye color <laughs> in there, too. Um, but initially, before the face came along, I the first edition of Dream Recurring didn't have the face, and, and so you saw the, 
the uh, the house and you know all of the rest of it. Uh, and then I learned from my reviewers, from my readers, that uh, I had missed the mark on some, you know, basic things. And so I went back to revise the story, and I, uh, I myself went through a editing process. I listed out all of the things that they were actually saying, and I, I made made sure that I was tackling all of that stuff so I wanted to learn because you know your first book is not going to be your your best book it's going to be your first book mm-hmm. and uh, it takes the longest <laughs> and uh, and it may or may not be a bestseller and, and that's okay uh, but what is important with your first book is the learning aspect of the craft and and that is what I did specifically with Dream Recurring and uh, it took two years to go through the editing process for for myself and then eventually I did employ an editor at the end when I had every element brought back in and and stuff Uh, and then it needed uh, an update on the cover and uh, Derek Murphy uh, a uh, guy well known in the industry. Uh, he actually recommended that I needed a face or something like that in the original cover. So I have that. I found this face that gives the impression of, you know, uh, it's a something going on with the with the mind. I wanted like this. To try and capture a, you know, I'm having a hard time kind of thing with what's going on in my mind here. And hence, that's why you see the face like it is in the, in the cover. Wow. Uh, yeah. You have rights to the eye color? Yes. Yeah. It's actually uh, a separate photo oh. that... Yeah, that I only wanted the color of it. And so when I was doing the touch-up of the eye, the eye itself was a different um, color than I wanted. And my wife and I were talking about the layout as it was, uh, as she was looking at it. And she goes, ah, you know, it needs another color there. And we started talking, uh, well, what about red? No, don't, no, don't do red. Red is, you know, this is bad, that's bad. She's not bad, she's not bad. <laughs> green, that's what I need, <laughs> right? So I found a green uh, photo with the green eye that I needed, the color that I needed, and I used that coloring oh. uh, to to do her eye look. Oh, that's so cool, and, and that you could pull your abilities as a photographer to create a cover that is also you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You were able to take that early criticism and be willing to do something with it to improve the product. And that is not easy to do. Typically, when you get any kind of critical response, you, people get angry or brush it off and, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. But for you to stop and pay attention to that and make it better, that speaks. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 
I love reviews, whether they are, you know, a five-star review or a one-star review. I love them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's feedback, right? Mm-hmm. And it's valuable to me. And um, I listen to it. And while they were saying, <clears throat> oh, sorry, while they were saying that the story was good, uh, there was a lot of the editing elements, the grammar, and I was flip-flopping between present tense and past tense and a lot of this stuff. And so I actually ended up reviewing that document thousands of times, going through making the corrections of all of the um, uh, lists of present tense words, and I changed them all in even a basic sense from changing them all to present to past tense. Doing just that, for example, elevated the story, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) But then I also added in some deeper elements of uh, Lucy's character, gave her more of a background. This is what was going on in my mind, but now I have it actually on paper. Uh, So now you're seeing a, a much better view of what Lucy actually went through. Um, and the reasons why she is who she is and where she has to go. Mm -hmm. So you can see the arc better, you know? Right, right. Love all of this. So we've got Silent Church is the prequel, Dream Recurring, Darkness Fell. Yes. Yeah, that is on its way. Okay, on its way. And, And another one in the works? There will be, yes, I have the outline for the third one mm-hmm. uh, already. Uh, I stumbled, ac- I wrote it and then forgot about it. And I, I stumbled across that was like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it started me, you know, going through my mind. So, yes, the third one is in the works. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll actually probably begin the first draft of the third one in some form while the second one is going through editing. Sure. Uh, because once I hand it off to the editors, you know, there's a, a brief time period where I don't do anything and right. I've got some downtime. So uh, I'll, I'll start crafting the third story. Oh, of course, you don't want to be idle at any time, do you? N- no, <laughs> no. Try not to. <laughs> I understand. Let's talk about the writing process because uh, it sounds like you do that pretty steadily. And uh, is that on a daily basis? Do you write daily? What is your process? Monday through Friday uh, in the morning before I actually go to work, uh, I'll spend a couple of hours on the book. And usually the goal is to write uh, I, I view it in pages, so I um, I aim for three pages a day, uh, and that's that's what I'm aiming for. I know I have a chapter that's going to be in the first draft. It's going to be 20 pages long. Uh, so 13 and 20 is very important to me, and this is why it's framed that way. Um, and that then sets the production tone how long it should take for if uh, if I'm doing it on a steady basis like that and stuff like this. So um, I, I can plan out how long that will take and everything like that. Uh, 
So yeah, it's, but it, but for Darkness Fell, Darkness Fell is a different beast altogether. It's been taking longer to do some of the chapters, and uh, like I just finished the tenth chapter, and I'm going, oh my gosh, thank goodness. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I'm really relieved that uh, I've got the the you know the. I'm on to the next chapter, right. but I, the outline that I've done in this case is far more detailed than I did with Dream Recurring. Mm-hmm. So I have a really detailed map, roadmap okay. for, for this book, and I know exactly where it's going, and deviating from that sometimes in the story gives me a break from <laughs> From from the roadmap, <laughs> I need to make a detour. Yeah, let's go over here for a bit. <laughs> you need to make a pit stop. Okay. <laughs> so. I was wondering about that as you were saying how thirteen chapters, three writing three pages a day really sets the production. And I figured you had to have a pretty tight outline in order to do that because if you're just letting it letting it write from the seat of its pants, um, that would probably be taking you all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's framed. I do, I spend time plotting and um, and outlining and getting into as much of that detailing as I possibly can mm-hmm. before I even start really writing. Interesting. Uh, yeah. That's so fascinating how there's so many different styles of writing where people have no idea and they sit down. Well, they, obviously they have the kernel of the idea and they sit down and just let the characters take off and wind all over the place with no real goal in sight. I have some people who write the ending first, so they know where they're going. It's just so interesting to me, the different styles um, that people employ to get through the process. Oh yeah. It's, Whatever works yes. for for the person, mm-hmm. uh, you know. You, you, I, I am a firm believer of you can't stifle the creativity; it flows the way it flows, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, if you are a plotter, then plot and and plot as detailed as you possibly think you need to, in order to get to the writing, mm-hmm. uh, and then at some point. Once the story is crafted through the editing process and everything, you have to let go and realize that this is a product. This is a story. We are here to tell stories. And uh, if you can view it as a product, and, and although it's your baby, mm-hmm. I understand that. If, if you can view it as a product, you will make it a better product. You will make it a better story you'll be even happier that you did it that way. Oh. Uh, and then you can think about um, how your craft is going and stuff like this. So mm-hmm. Try not to get too personally connected, emotionally connected with... Then that's when the reviews actually become fun because you'll get some good ones, you'll get some bad ones, and and it's fun because you've done your very best to make a beautiful story mm-hmm. and and now if people don't like it people don't like it 
you know, there are people that are not going to like your story. Right, right. It's <laughs> and, that, and that's okay, you know. <laughs> Badly as it hurts. Although, I guess if you elicit a response from somebody, at least you touched them. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, and <clears throat> there's a saying in film that all publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as bad publicity. So if somebody is talking bad about your book, guess what? They're talking bad. They're talking about you. They're talking, yes. They're talking. (laughs) They're still talking. (laughs) You know, if you touch them that that badly and they're like, oh my gosh, oh gosh, oh, there's Mark Canna, Mark Canna, oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, who's this Mark Canna you're talking about? Yeah, find out about this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. All righty, so we know where you're going, we know what you've been doing, anything we missed along the way here in our short amount of time together, but anything we missed that you wanted to highlight? Uh, That the uh, writing process is a process, it's a journey. Uh, Please remember that, don't ever give up. Uh, Take it one day at a time, it's the small move that will get you to your goal. It's amazing how even a paragraph is a paragraph less that you actually have to write now. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Keep going. Thank you so much for that. Alrighty. Well, if you would share any and all contact information, how folks can find out more about you, where they could purchase your books, just take us where you would like us to go. Okay. Well, Amazon is the place where you can pick my uh, books up uh, there and you can look at the reviews that I was talking about, all that stuff. Uh, I have a website, uh, which is my name, markcanna.com. You can find me on Twitter and uh, Facebook. Uh, And uh, I also... I'm on Instagram, but I'm very active on Twitter. So uh, if you just search my name, you'll 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 find my you'll find me there. <clears throat> I use the same sorry I use the same photo for everything, uh, so that you know it's me. So and it's my name basically. So Mark Caniff on Twitter. Uh, oh, you know, hang out, hang out with me over there. You'll find me talking a lot, <laughs> interacting, not necessarily posting. I do post occasionally, but it's more of the interaction. I do a lot of talking over there. All right. He's a big talker on Twitter, folks. This is Mark Caniff. It's C-A-N-N-I-F-F, Mark Caniff, two N's, two F's, dot com. First book is uh, Silent Church, is the prequel. Dream Recurring, coming up is Darkness Fell, all part of the Island River Tales. Mark Caniff, this is worth the wait. Thank you so much for sharing you today. I just really enjoyed our time together. This has been a lot of fun, Pat. I really appreciate it. Thank you.